This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. All right. Well, welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live on August 28th, 2019, here from the Crew Corner in Northeast Columbus. I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Todd33. With me is Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart. And this is Conversation 33 of Podcast for Columbus. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing just fantastic. Had a great weekend. Does that mean that we're not talking at all about the NYCFC game? What game? Exactly. All right. So, on Wednesday we did, we should briefly mention we played NYCFC in mean, Yankee Stadium. We sent a group of 18 people to stand on the baseball field at Yankee Stadium to waste time in preparation for the more important game this is true. The, follow, the following weekend. <laughs> this is true. Um, and then the more important game was on Sunday when we painted Cincinnati black and yellow. So um, Facts, that did happen. It was wonderful. So let's get this thing started, and don't forget to use the hashtag AskP4C. Kick off. Alrighty then, um, I think the only thing worth mentioning from the NYCFC game is something we already alluded to. Um, the lineup was pretty funky. We had Mario Williams up top, Akam, Sosa, and Argudo, Guzman and Artur in the holding mid, Maloney, Kernali, Mensa, Awful in the back, and Room in goal. And Zardis wasn't even in the 18, which you can take either as a punishment or as a rest. Um, I don't care because whatever it was, it worked. Punishment, rest motivation, mental healing, all of the above probably. That's right. So I th- the only other thing I thought was interesting was Mensa was wearing the captain armband for the NYCFC game. I know they had that weird panel thing, so I'm not sure if it really means anything, but um, it was an interesting choice. He probably was the most senior player other than Awful. Did they come the same year? I believe Awful was here first. He came in 2015. Oh. So that might be controversy. Strip controversy between Awful and wow. Mensa. Locker room. Oh, boy. Madness. I think Caleb out because there's probably locker room <laughs> cancer as a result of that. Hey, who knows? Maybe uh, what's-his-face will come back. Kai Kamara. So let's move on to the real game, which stands for Foosball Club Cincinnati, which they should have used the K, the club. You know, they're going to the foosball. Fussled crap. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, we had Jazzy Zardes up top, which turned out to be a pretty good thing. We did have Jazzy Zardes up top, and he actually did show up at top. Yeah, yeah. So Mokhtar, Santos, and Diaz was the, were the attackers. Um, Trapp and Artur were in the midfield holding down the fort. And in the back, we had Maloney again, Williams, Mensa, and Awful. Um, I missed seeing Cronali. Not Cronali, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I do like Cronali, but I missed seeing Saro. Yeah. I think this would have been a fun game to have him play been. in, but then again, it's that garbage putt putt turf, right? Um, and then room and goal. Um, so, what do you think about the attacking three, the Mokhtar, Santos, Diaz? Um, I like it. I think that's our best option. Um, I, I feel like Caleb put out the best starting eleven possible. Um, we've mentioned that uh, Connor Maloney is 
way down in the depth chart, but we just really don't have any of our real starting guys. And props to Connor because he stepped up. He did his job great. Um, I, I thought he had a the best performance in a crew jersey. We haven't seen much of him at all, but, but still to step up in this type of environment, this type of game, I think he did an excellent job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the it's almost like he's used playing against USL quality <laughs> opposition or something. <laughs> Boom roasted. But yeah, anyway, the uh, attacking three, Mokhtar, Santos, and Diaz, I I loved their uh, chemistry together. I think they all linked together really well, and you could tell that they were all on the same page and uh, really put everything together really nicely. Yeah, so let's talk about those goals since we actually do have goals to talk about this game, which is great. Crew goals, I mean. Zardes had missed two good, maybe not perfect balls, but two good balls who could have just stuck his foot out and at least made a ball on goal. Yep. Or made a shot on goal. Pillow feet, as they say in the streets. Or shot it over. And I was like, no, this cannot be happening again. However, in the 21st minute, our boy Jazzy Zardes, he decides that he is going to score a goal. And what a goal it was. What a goal it was. Yeah, he actually... My favorite part about this goal is that it started from room. Yeah. It started from the back, boom, passed all the way up the field. Um, and actually, we're going to talk about this bozo later, but the referee actually gave a great advantage um, on that play. Didn't pull it back, which I'm surprised. Um, great pass from Diaz and Zardas slotted it away in the top corner. And I was kind of, it was, no, I don't usually sit in the deck. I usually am an east side casual. So, um, or I'm sorry, east side ultra. But uh, the celebrations were quite intense in the away supporter section. I was worried about injuries. Uh, yeah, I freaked out just a little bit. Um, I think I, I've mentioned it before, but the Will Trap goal was the goal that I've celebrated the most of my life, I think. All three of these goals top that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all three of the goals, not only do they top celebration, but they top quality, too. Right. The trap goal. Yeah, because um, he definitely didn't mean that. But, yeah, you started speaking in tongues during the first 20 minutes of the game. I was starting to get a little worried. I'm like, oh, boy, what's going on here? Hell is very real. I'm very passionate, and um, in those moments, my Spanish comes out. So you just can't control some things. <laughs> but, yeah, that was it, it was like a palpable just sigh of relief. Yeah, and that and that came out in terms of like crazy celebrations, and which it, was pretty awesome. It was a sigh of relief for I think everybody. Uh, Jossie himself, Correct. the team, the fans. There was just kind of this tension. Okay, who's going to get the first one? How's the rest of the game going to play out? And especially Jossie coming off a couple bad games, for him to have that moment, get the first goal, get the motivation to move on the rest of the game. I think that really helped him mentally and helped the the whole team's morale to kind of you know dig down and really go after this game now i'm typically sunshine brigade but when we scored the first one i thought oh great we're going to become complacent we're going to try to kill off the game we're going to concede we're going to lose it's going to be embarrassing but no 10 minutes later the 32nd minute from a perfect perfect ball from awful it was it was amazing it's even better on the replay um zarda strikes again and scores again and i'd predicted before the game he'd score a hat trick but that didn't happen but at least he scored a brace here right and the thing i liked about that there was quality on the assist and on the goal because that was a heck of a ball from awful at a tight angle uh he curved it around two defenders and jesse was in the right spot chested it down easily on his foot which everybody makes fun of jesse's first touch but that was a quality class first touch that's what he worked on wednesday night yeah and um but yeah he just 
he just got it in perfectly and that was such a good moment for us uh being up in the stands it was like an explosion up there it was amazing i got soaked with beer <laughs> and then still even though i'm typically mr sunshine brigade i'm still like Oh, great. It's 2 nothing. Just like last time. This referee's going to look for a penalty. They're going to score. They're going to come back. They're going to tie. But no. Just in the dying minutes when all of us are kind of like, eh, kind of che- checking out our phones, like it's time to go get some concessions. It's worth an extra time, time to get out of here. No. Mr. Diaz, from a nearly impossible angle, so in my opinion, this was my favorite goal of the night, the third yeah. goal. Because that's the one that said, yes, we're going to win. It was also the most beautiful goal. It was the hardest goal to score. And, again, it came from a great counterattack. So that that one was the most exciting goal to me. Um, but, yes, they were all beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. Going up 3-0 three, three at the half against a rival, I mean, you can't ask for anything yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was definitely the clincher. turns out we didn't need the third goal. But, unfortunately, those bozos, the Blorenges, they did get one back in the 88th minute. Womp, womp, womp. So, you know. They Awful got one back, better. and then do we want to talk about the little scuffle? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, we in one second. Um, I was gonna say about that goal. I, it started with a Maloney throw-in. Like it yeah. started from a throw-in, and like we didn't. Yeah, Awful could have done better. Cronali could have done better. It really, really sucks that that happened because it was otherwise a perfect night. Yeah, and I think Room he definitely deserved a clean sheet. He had yeah. a couple great saves. He hasn't got a clean sheet yet with Columbus, and I thought. That might have been the the game, but just couldn't hold on to it. And, I mean, it's fine. The guys balled out for 88 minutes. And one uh, little mistake cost them a goal. But, I mean, it was a heck of, heck of a game from everyone. It was indeed. So, um, moving on to the scuffle sort of kind of after that goal, um, I first want to address the elephant in the room, namely one Mr. Tim Ford, who... I don't know if he's ever watched a soccer game in his life. He's apparently refed 11 games, given out 41 yellow cards. Yeah, so he averaged about four a game. He gave like nine this game. Yeah, it was awful. Two red cards, one penalty kick. Now, I am the person who, like, if there's a call, I actually annoy people who sit around me because if there's a call that goes their way that's not right or vice versa, I'm like, yeah, that was the right call, whatever. Um, this buffoon, like he, I don't think he knew what a soccer game was. Even watching some of them on TV, because sometimes I'll be really, really mad live watching a game. Then I'll go back and watch it on TV and say, okay, you know, now that I've calmed down, that was the right call. But there were so many times, like I can just remember when Zardes got bear hugged and dragged down. Yep. And he calls a foul on Zardes. And then there were a couple of times a crew player breathed on their neck and they got carded. <laughs> it was mind blowing to me. I, I literally did not understand unless there was some mandate from the league. But then I go back, I think that first goal, he played a really good advantage. Um, but but then, yeah, the, so the kerfuffle was fascinating to me. Um, I did watch back on the replay. I thought live I saw a player cock their fist and punch somebody, um, a, a Cincinnati player, that is. Um, I did see, like, hands go up, but nobody actually got punched. But it was pretty fun that Mensa. this is after the Cincinnati goal, um, Mensa wanted the ball for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here watching the replay. So the ball went in. Mensa went to get the ball because it's a Columbus kickoff. Yeah, and there's nobody around either. It's not like anybody else was going for the ball at the time. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, two Cincinnati players come in, try to rip the ball out of Mensa's hands. There is pushing. There's shoving. LA Room comes and grabs Ledesma off of him. Um, and then just bodies Kendall Waston. Or he just bear hugs him so he can't go over and fight against Mensa. Um, but, yeah, I think the whole thing 
I mean, I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Handbags yeah, is what I it's tweeted. Fun. Tweeted it's fun. It's passion. Rivalries brewing. So, I mean, I like that moment. Yeah, and it's funny that at the center of it, from Cincinnati's perspective, was Uloa. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the same guy who got the stitches in the head and laid on the field like he was dead for <laughs> five hours at the crew game. Um, but, but yeah, that's one thing where the ref, like, he just, he actually did the right thing, to be honest. He stepped back and watched it happen. That's what the that's what the rules suggest that they should do, not get involved in the fracas. Yeah. But um, but for the life of me, how on earth there wasn't any type of review for any type of red card, um, hands to the face. Actually, Menzo's hands looked like they went to the neck of one of the other players, but he just gave two people yellow cards. I mean, if Mensa? any... Yeah, I think Mensa, his if any kind of hand um, motion at all, it was defending himself from being pushed into the bottom of the net. Yeah, so he stays but, up. Um, but yeah, but two lousy yellow cards on that play. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying there should have been a red card, but something that was just the epitome of the horrible game management that this ref had. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, he he caused that to happen because he just had no idea what he was doing. Yeah, it's almost like pro. And MLS wanted to assign an inexperienced referee to this game because they didn't care about it. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, big props <laughs> to Hilary uh, Room and Harrison Awful for stepping in and protecting their guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Room. That's actually, I give Room very high praise um, both for that, for step, um, standing up for his teammate, and also um, just for commanding the box. There was yeah. that one where he came out and, I mean... Definitely studs exposed. If he had timed that wrong, it could have been bad. <laughs> but got the ball, it bounced off him, bounced over the net. Um, so he definitely, you'd never see Kemp and do something like that. He'd still be like in goal, like <laughs> like with deer eyes, like what's going on? You're just salty that he Ooh, blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. And it just lends credence to the fact that he sucks. So. <laughs> oh, man. I wish Miriam blocked me on Twitter. That'd be nice. I need to see his <laughs> tweets. I mean, I suppose I could block him or unfollow him, but I have too much pride to do that. Right. All right, so these substitutions in this game, um, at halftime, Santos... Oh, that's wrong. wrong game. We're not talking about the MVCFC game. That game um, didn't even happen. In the Cincinnati game, in the 54th minute, um, Argudo came on for Diaz, which was interesting because... You, have you heard anything else about Diaz? It actually might be a legit injury. Um, I saw that he just had a tight muscle. Um, I mean, he was just giving it all he could during the game and yeah Messer just worked too hard but um he did just get called up for the Costa Rican national team so I'm assuming that he's fine it was probably just precautionary you know we were Go already ahead. up three goals why take a risk and potentially have another injury so I, I was fine with that sub yeah and I was actually kind of <laughs> uh happy too that he kind of milked it for all it's worth <laughs> laid on the ground slowly walked off the field you know to take any potential mo- momentum they had and Argudo's main role was basically to slow down the game and um you know kind of was on the island by himself and people either like he drew people to him or um you know just wasted time so that's kind of disappointing that we didn't go for four or five or six but honestly we didn't need to because <laughs> um, right. like crew did not have a good track record of killing off games so at least they're able to do it then in the 67th minute Akam came on for Mokhtar um, I honestly forgot I was typing these notes I'm like oh I forgot Akam was even on the field didn't notice him I mean he kind of had the same role as uh, Argudo coming in yeah. he, he didn't really like 
I, I would say after the 60th minute, we kind of let off a little bit, which is disappointing because I mean, yeah. I, I would prefer to step on their throat and score like five more goals. <laughs> and, but, um, and then get yelled at like the uh, women's national team and just keep celebrating 11 <laughs> nothing. Let's go. But I mean, I don't think it's a lack of trying. I just think that they were really just getting tired because yeah. the first half was the best first half I've seen the crew play at all this year. Um, so, I mean, the second half, and even Caleb said this in his uh, interview post game, you know, it's just human nature. You go up that much first half, you want the same motivation and the same type of energy in the second half, but it's just impossible to get the same kind of performance. So you actually listen to Caleb Porter? No, I'm just kidding. But he Yeah, he actually did have a really good interview. But post-game. I think there's definitely a change in game plan. It wasn't just the tiredness. Right, I think right. there, especially with the first sub, I think there's a game plan there. Which isn't bad, it's just disappointing. And then the eighty second minute Cronali came on for Williams, which is a bummer because Cronali kind of whiffed on a clearance there to get that goal. I'm not saying it's his fault, but um, who knows what Williams had done because Williams is becoming kind of like a beast. Like he, It's almost like he doesn't care about injury or concussions or anything. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I'm going to put it all out there, which is interesting to see. Yeah. Um, earlier in the season when we've seen Williams, I don't think he's been very good this year, but this was right. This was an amazing game from him. I was very pleased with his play. Yes, I was. I agree. Um, let's see. Oh, one more thing I was going to say about the ref before we move on to just other thoughts. Uh, there was one. I've never seen this before. Uh, there was a, the AR, like the ball went out, out over the goal line, literally a yard or two from the AR, and the AR signaled for a corner, and the ref who's on where we were sitting on the other side of the field overrules him, which I can understand if it was the opposite, if it was on the non-AR side or whatever. But I'm like, really? That kind of call to me is like, there's got to be something in that man's ear that's saying, yeah. you know, call a PK, do something. He was just freaking awful. Like, there, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but he was just awful. <laughs> that's just the best way to explain it. Uh, let's see. What else exciting happened? Um, Other than that. I was like, actually going to ask you about Chance. Um, so one thing I did not know or did not realize is that I always thought that the ole, ole. I always thought that, you know, when from every pass, I thought that was, like, mocking your team. No, what it is is, like, mocking the other team. So, like, oh. it's, like. They, they can't get the ball. Yeah, because, you know, like, oh. in Spain, like, when they have, like, the bull things. Yeah. Like, you hold out the, I don't know what it is, like, a towel or something. And you, you try to get the bull to run past, and you're like, ole. Yeah. So, every time that you have a good pass and the other team can't get the ball from you, it's, like, an ole. Oh. So, like. I so know. I have to pay attention more in the future because I always thought, oh, man, I hate that because it's like they're making fun of them. But this game was fun because <laughs> clearly they're playing keep away from Cincinnati <laughs> and those poor guys. They did it pretty, pretty well. I think I, don't, I didn't count exact numbers, but I think there was a good point where we had like 20 passes consecutive where they get, they yeah. get the ball away. I think that's when we did the Olays. Yeah. Yeah, we should have counted. That was fun. Um, the TIFO. We got to touch on the TIFO. Um, which I thought was stupid. <laughs> I mean, I see a lot of crew fans praising it. I mean, that's fine. You can have your opinion. The art was nice, but just it just I thought it was stupid. And it looked kind of small for you know how the Bailey was. It didn't even cover. Oh, like, the, the Bailey itself is pretty small. It's true. It's true. And what was the covered up sign? What was it called? The bail. <laughs> yeah. So in the, like seventy something minute or sixty something minute, a bunch of people just streamed out. I was thinking if this was on NBCSN, if it was a Premier League game, they'd be they love showing fans leave. So. Yeah. So I took some video, tweeted some video, so check that out. I will say though that the hell is real. The bone font on the bottom of the tifo that stayed up the whole game that was actually pretty dope. I like. Yeah, that. I like that. I mean, the tifo itself, it was good artwork. I just didn't really 
Like, it didn't mm-hmm. wow me. I wasn't like... Yeah, it's like... The whole joke's about... The Austin jokes and the being saved jokes are just kind of... I don't get it. Like, last year, it would have been devastating. Yeah. This year... I mean, it's, it's like okay. it's not clever. It's like we, eh. we still won that battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Oh, and one thing I forgot—that was the worst rendition of the national anthem I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh my life. gosh, whoever that guy was, he should—he should never be offered to do the national anthem again. That was like Fergie level bad national. He's a recording anthem. artist. He had like concert. He's like a country artist from Cincinnati. Like. <laughs> Whatever he is, he's bad. <laughs> Fergie was bad. Who was the other one? Like uh, Roseanne. Roseanne. No, did one I was, that was thinking of bad. one. Uh, it was like last year. Crap. Who was oh, it? Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. But I was thinking about the Roseanne one. Either way, this guy was awful. The the anthem took like three minutes, and it was quiet at some parts, and then it just like shot up. Like I don't know. Well, my favorite, the whole thing was just confusing. <laughs> my favorite part though was that the fans were singing along, but the fans finished the anthem. <laughs> Before he finished the anthem, and then they sing again with him, and I'm like, "What is going on?" So that's not me being. I feel like if he sang it, my friend, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's not invite that guy back anymore." But yeah, that was the bad. most surreal experience I've ever had with the anthem. Because I even start, you know, I do the whole patriotic, put your hand over your heart, and I start singing, and then after like, after like two hours, <laughs> yeah, after the first minute, I'm like, "Okay, this is done." Like I don't even, I can't sing this slow. Like anywho, whatever. Maybe we should just go to anthems at non-international games, but that's a whole other story for another day. Agreed. Um, what else? Um, I, this reminds me how much I hate soccer fans. They are very, very annoying. <laughs> all the post-game Twitter crap, all the pre-game Twitter crap. Oh, I had a lot of fun post-game. Just I was probably one of the really <laughs> annoying ones. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, the same fans being salty and this the whatever. I, the only thing I say, you can be a fan however you want a fan. Just no violence, no racism, and I'm happy. While we're but talking still, about it's just fans, super annoying. let me just read through a couple salty <laughs> tweets because there were some really good ones from all those fuss lads. <laughs> Give me just a sec. Let me scroll through here. I was having I was having a lot of fun post game scrolling through all these salted. salted I think my fans. favorite was the one who added MLS and was like, "Is this really the type <laughs> of fandom you want?" Yeah, there's this one. I'm not gonna say the name of who it was or anything. But he's like, I'm disgusted at crew fans. One thing to be cocky, but chanting USL, beating, beat the traffic, and this is our house while at the bottom of the table with us and barely saving your team from moving. Excuse me, you can't barely save something. Something has been saved or it has not been saved. In this case, it has. Correct. Anyway, it's just extra rude. Congrats on the win, but lose the cancer next time. <laughs> it was and then, um, let me see. There were, there were a couple other good ones. But even thinking of, like, as we're leaving and people are shouting, Austin, Texas, I'm like, oh, my gosh, guys, really? Yeah, like, okay. (sighs) But the thing is, like, their fans, they were bantering and, like, complaining that we weren't bantering back all week, all, like, from the 10th to the 25th. It was, like, constant, just one-way traffic since he fuss lads being (laughs) stupid. And then we finally get our moment, and they're like, oh, no, you can't do that. That's offensive. We're blah, blah, blah. I wonder what would have happened if we would have lost. Oh, it probably would have been ten times worse from them. Why don't you read all the soccer media tweets about the crew win? Oh, but hey, did you know LAFC and LA Galaxy played a game? I saw that oh, about yeah, the, five million times. Everybody was live tweeting that game, which, to be fair, it was a better game. But um, but the thing Stu is, Holden, I think Stu Holden tweeted something about. Oh no, it was Andrew Weeby. Andrew Weeby tweeted about oh. 
hey crew fans actually lost against Cincinnati when they were in USL or something something of that nature. Like, oh hey Andrew Weeby, I don't freaking care. <laughs> yeah, because they're not in USL now. We're talking about now. We tied one game and won another game. That's a good rivalry. Rival yeah, honestly, week. honestly, if I think feel like if Cincinnati had won, it'd have been all over MLS and Twitter. But they yeah. kind of like it was really odd. There wasn't in the instant replay this week where they do all the referee calls. Not one single. What, not one single call from this I game. watched that specifically to see if there was any kind of controversy <laughs> or anything, but not one. Nope, they completely ignored it, which was fascinating. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, fuss lads are ridiculous, so we'll just leave it at that. Fuss lads on. and referees are ridiculous. Yeah, let's let's leave that and start talking about some fun, fun ratings. So this is a segment where we give players ratings with four being the worst and six being average. Um, let's start with Jossie Zardes. He got a brace. Um, he missed at least two opportunities by not sticking his leg up. But, hey, you know, he got two goals. I'm very, very happy with it. Um, I would have been happier with a hat trick. <laughs> well, I mean, I but, think everyone um, would. Yeah, so even though he is, to me, the man of the match because he scored the game-winning goal, we only needed two, um, I am giving him a nine. I am going to give him a ten. I thought this was his best game that he's had at, at all this year. Um I know we've been hard on him in the past couple of weeks, but he really stepped up, did exactly what he needed to do. He did get a brace, could have had even more, but, I mean, he got the game-winning goals, so can't be mad at that. I thought he had yeah. a really good game off the ball also, holding up play and everything else. So, um, yeah, props to him for picking up his game, getting past whatever kind of mental funk he was in. So glad yes, we have hopefully. the— and hopefully he'll help us get into the playoffs as we <laughs> win all the well, rest of our games. Next year. Yeah, true. Next year. Uh, Diaz, I was excited to see him get on the score sheet again. I love the speed. How old is he, by the way? Do you know? Uh, he's 20. Okay, so he's a young guy. Because he doesn't look that young. But um, Yeah. Anywho, I'm going to give him a 9 as well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he got a great goal. Fantastic. And he had a great assist for one of Jassy's goals. So, I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's exactly what you want from... Uh, he, he's a young DP winger. Um, I mean... I'm just on still kind of a crew high. I'm going to give him a 10 as well. I thought yeah. he had a fantastic game. It was funny because after the game, or actually it was during the second half, I'm like, everybody gets a 10, but um, as I evaluated <laughs> later, I'm like, well, it wasn't perfect. Um, so Pedro Santos, he wasn't on the score sheet, but he did make a lot of plays. Um, I do th- like his presence on the field where he's at. Totally different than Pipa, much faster than Pipa. Um, at least in his decisions, even if they're always correct, um, I still enjoy him. But even though he didn't get on the score sheet, I also give him a 9. Uh, for Pedro, I'm going to give him an 8. I, I thought he still had a fantastic game. I'm really enjoying seeing him play in the 10 role. Um, and I'm I'm just kind of curious what they're planning on doing moving forward. If Pipa's healthy to come back, does he come back as a kind of rotational player? Does Pedro keep that role? Lots of things to think about. Did you say if Pipa comes back? If he comes back. Bro, like, Pipa's not coming back. I you don't know. I mean, he could come back and have kind of like the same kind of role that Ricardo Clark has. Like, oh, okay. he never plays. That's what but, meant as our starting. Oh team. no, as a starter, I think his days are done. But um, as kind of a rotational type player, like a Ricardo Clark, just that presence in the on the roster in the locker room, I think he's a great guy to you know help out the young players. It's true. All right, so Maktar, um, I feel like he's just slightly above average this game. I thought he was kind of invisible this game. I kind of forgot about him a lot. Um, and it might have been just the way Cincinnati played defense, but I feel like all of our attacking came up the right side. Yeah. 
So that's it, not really anything against him. So so this is one thing about Miram in the past. Miram actually drew defenders to him, which opened up the right side. But I'm still, I don't know. I'll give him a seven for this game. Um, I'm I'm going to give him an eight. Um, I think he did do a pretty good job, you know, taking defenders on. Um, he did have a couple one-on-one uh, one-on-one opportunities where he did get the ball away. Um, he lost the ball, but then he he worked hard to get it back. Uh, but going back to what you were saying, yeah. uh, before I forget, did I already give a rating? I think I gave him an eight. Anyway, yeah, you did. Yeah, Mokhtar gets an eight. Um, but in Caleb's post game interview, he was saying that they were specifically focusing on attacking Cincinnati's left side oh. because, you know, that's where most of the goals come from anyway. So that that was like the plan. So that that may be why we didn't see so much from Mokhtar, and we did kind of push Diaz along. Yeah, and I don't know if that was because of the way they, like, Cincinnati played or if they just suck on the left side. I think they just suck, like, everywhere. To the USL (laughs) defense. (laughs) Um, Will Trapp. To me, that was his best game of the season for us. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he got it. The thing I liked, he had a little bit of a cockiness to him, which I don't usually see. Like, Which I loved. He, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, it was he was he had like this aggressive, like confident attitude, and I was actually kind of surprised me because I feel like he plays tentatively. Um, but so I give him a nine for this game as well. Um, I'm going to give him an eight as well. I think uh, I would agree there. That was probably his best game of the year, um, which is really encouraging to see because he's been kind of I don't want to say disappointing, but he's been. Um, less effective than he was in years past. So it, it's nice to see him kind of bounce back. And hopefully this is a, a bounce back game for a lot of guys where they can just use this momentum and move forward. So for Will, um, I'll give him an eight. And he did have a pretty good quote post game. Um, so I'll just read it. Will Trap said, we really wanted to make a statement in terms of celebrating in their stadium. And I think we made a point. So I mean, They're celebrating in the net after their goal. I think that's just a <laughs> mic drop statement from Will. Oh, Will. Good times. All right, Artur, his um, holding mid-buddy. Again, good hustle. Didn't see him do anything. Because a lot of times I'm like, Artur, oh, another interception. Um, so I thought the pair did well. So he's also going to get a nine from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to rate him the same as uh, Trap. I think they both did a fantastic job. I'll give Artur an eight. All righty, and Connor Maloney, kid worked his butt off. Um, I was very happy that he kind of sort of got rewarded by having good play. Unfortunately... Um, I can't give him a perfect rating for this game because his horrible throw in <laughs> to nobody, well, to Cincinnati, led to a goal, unfortunately. So he's going to get a 9, which is still a good grade. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a 8.5. I was really impressed. Um, you know, we've already talked about how low he is on the depth chart, and for him to step up in such an enormous atmosphere and type of game, I think he did a fantastic job. Alrighty, so Josh Williams... Um, he had a good game as well. Actually, I feel like one of his better games because I also get upset with him a lot because um, the guy who sits next to me loves him. <laughs> um, he's like he's big on on Josh Williams, and he used to always chide me every time Finley did something wrong. So I always every time Williams <laughs> heads it to the wrong person or kicks it to a defender or to opposing player, I always tell him. Uh, but still, I give him a nine for this game. Yeah, uh, I think this was his best game of the season uh, by far. Um, I'll give him an eight and a half. I thought he did really well up until he came off with his injury, but props to him. All right, so Mensa, he had just one slip in the entire game that I saw, and he also had a great role in that kerfuffle. <laughs> and props to him, he kept that ball three times. He, he lost it three times <laughs> and still kept it. So he gets a nine and a half. Oh uh, Yeah, I'm going to give Mensa a nine as well, or nine, just 
playing nine. I think he he had a fantastic game as well. Not J nine. Um, <laughs> and then for Harrison Awful, um, he had a great pass for the assist on the goal. Um, but he was part of the reason we conceded. Um, he's going to get a nine, not a J nine. An a nine. Just a regular. Nine. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it was a fantastic assist. Um, one of my favorite. Um, type of what am I trying to say here one of my favorite type of plays just like that confident ball that he put oh in. yeah but yeah um I, I think, think he meant it Jeez, <laughs> yeah he did he definitely meant that um but I'll give him a nine for this game I think he was great defensively offensively he he did a good job Alrighty, and then the guy in the back Mr. Room um he made some great saves I loved his confidence he didn't get a shout out though even though it wasn't really his fault. So I still can't give him a 10. I'll give him a 9.9. I'll give him a 9.6 because he was Ooh. definitely for Columbus. Yeah, he was. Um, which, 1996. Which, I mean, he's a new guy. And sometimes these new guys, they take a little while to oh, yeah. kind of adapt to our quote-unquote culture here in Columbus. But I think he's really embraced the team, embraced the city, embraced the fans. I mean, just everything. He seems like he's really enjoying being here. Um, just seeing his social media interactions with other players, fans, and stuff after the game, I think like he he really likes his position. Well, one thing I like about him is I know it's hard once crew fans like Sainthood players, it's gonna be hard for him to live up to Stefan. But I already see that because I remember when Stefan first came, I'm like, who is this kid? And like the confidence immediately at the beginning, three or four games later, yeah. his um, his ability to connect with all the players. Um, I feel like Room is already having he's already mm-hmm. having the confidence to know when to pick up the ball, when not to pick up the ball, and he's and when to come out, which I love. Oh yeah, definitely, and you'll get that with any experienced goalkeeper. I mean, he's not really young; he's thirty, but that's still prime. Oh, I didn't know that. He's prime for a goalkeeper. I mean, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I've been I've been really impressed. I think that was definitely his best game that he's had in his short stint in Columbus so far. But was that jumped the gun? My <laughs> <laughs> bad. Yes. Thank you, Rube. Hydration break. Crew in the news. There's not a whole lot of news here, um, except for to talk about all these injuries still. Jimenez still has a knee injury. Kata still has a thigh injury. Pippa's still out for the season. Milton's still out for the season. Waylon Francis still has a thigh injury. Carter Clark still has a foot injury. Um, Steve Tasha, John, please come back. Please take away the... Um, oh, man, what's that hazelnut spread called? Oh, yeah. I can't think of what it's called. It's big in Germany. Nutella? Yeah. He was, like, really, really anti-Nutella. Really? <laughs> so maybe... Because I remember um, um, Saeed would always post, like, you know, oh, Nutella's delicious and whatnot. Saeed, and I miss him. Yeah. What he a was legend. a crew legend, yeah. <laughs> what a freaking legend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Birmingham Legion FC had two games since we last talked. On the 17th, they had a one nothing win over Memphis 9-1. Who cares? And the fact that... Um, Opoku subbed out in the 11th minute. Not sure if that meant that he got injured, do you know? Because he didn't play in the, in the most recent game. So I, I think followed Opoku up. Opoku I, was I would injured. assume so. JJ started and played the 90. And then on the 25th, um, they beat Bethlehem Steel 3-2, to and JJ Williams got himself a goal. It was a pretty good goal. I watched it, or just that highlight. I didn't watch the game. But um, it was a good ball, and he just, uh, it was like on the back of his head, kind of just perfect ball placement. So Unfortunately, Opoku was nice not on see. the bench, so I'm wondering if he was injured. And whatnot. Don't know. Anyway, aside from that, um, today international rosters 
some of them. I don't yes. know if all of them came out, but um, for the U.S. men's national team, uh, Will Trapp and Justice Zardes got called up. And then for Costa Rican national team, David Guzman and uh, Luis Diaz, they both got called up for them. I have an important question. Did Michael Parkhurst get caught up to the called up to the men's national team? He did not. You know who else didn't? Michael Bradley or Jose Brad Altidore. Oh, Michael Bradley finally not? Finally. I know. Oh, man. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much, Greg. Oh, man. What a legend. Wow. Wow. You know, it's really humbling. Or is it humbling a word? It's very, yes. very humbling that Greg and Caleb both listen to our podcast. Yes. And take <laughs> our advice. I yeah, mean, I mean, like, we get 16 downloads, so I mean, two of them I are us, that. two of them are them. I mean, that, so that's basically 12 other listeners. I mean, that's amazing. The other 12, or 11, however many, are definitely the players. because <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, they listen, the starting players, yeah. They're like, okay, you know, they know what's going on. Let's send Steve Tashajan an email, <laughs> come, back. come back. But speaking of our wonderful listeners, listener questions they actually asked us questions using the hashtag AskP4C or... Adding us at Podcast Forcey Bus. Did they? I'm going to start with the one question that we got from today from Mr. Josh Payne on the Butt. Um, he asked us why we're recording on Wednesday when we're trying to be like Aces Radio. First of all, how dare you? First Second of, of all, all, this is a soccer podcast. We actually planned on doing this Monday, and then I got stuck at work in Perry County. <laughs> Rip. So that really sucked coming back. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we had to end up canceling the money recording, and tonight we just had to make tonight work. Uh, but the good news is our pod will be done and up before Aces Radio is done recording. So Sounds like a W to that. me. And Brett Miller at BAM22542, he asked us, and we already answered this question. I almost thought about telling him, hey, Brent, you're probably mad at us now. But he said, who was your man of the match? And follow up, why is it King Harry? I mean, King Sorry, Harry Brent. did have a good game, was not man of the match. Exactly. Jazzy Zardes was man of the match. Imagine not thinking Jazzy Zardes is man of the match. That's pretty sad. All right. So Massive at TBL87 said, what were some of the things you did before and after the match? Well, one thing we do very, very well is eat. <laughs> so we did have some Arby's in honor of Andrew Erickson, which, by the way, he liked my tweet. I don't know if he liked yours. But he did. And he, he did acknowledge. He said thanks. He did acknowledge that they existed, which I was very happy he about. He said, congrats on the W. Excuse me. <laughs> and that must be Andrew Erickson with the delivery of Arby's. I'm Fantastic. Not, I don't answer my door. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> it's probably some Amazon package I ordered or something like that. No, I usually don't look. It's probably Caleb Porter coming in. Oh, for wait. Hold on. Let me check. Maybe it's Ethan Finley. <laughs> JK. Yeah, well, I guess I decided to check to see who was at the door, and it turns out it was somebody selling me pest control. It wasn't Caleb Porter. So I was very dis- or Ethan Finley. I was Same. very sad. All right, back to our buddy T. Beal. What else does he ask? Oh, have Liverpool impressed you so far? That's actually a very funny question because, as a matter of fact, we were just discussing this on the ride down. So you ask us what were some of the things you did before the match. We discussed lots of soccer on the way down. And one of the things we discussed was how Liverpool actually sucks this year and has gotten really lucky with their wins. So, I mean, that's that's objective. They have, I mean, have been very poor this season. You have to set the scene. In the car, we had a Southampton supporter, a Man City supporter, and a Barcelona. So, but we were all being very honest about how we felt Liverpool was playing. I mean, that's true. They really haven't been great. Just a lot of 
dumb look, yeah. which is nothing new because that happened last year too. Yeah. And then the last question is, what's your favorite breed of dog? That's an easy question. Oh, Jake looked at me when I, when you said that. That would be um, Black Labs are my favorite dogs. And thank you for the happy International Dog Day. Hashtag Jake content. So, um, so I hope that you have, you love dogs as well. And I'm sorry for dogging on Liverpool. Ooh, did you like that? That was a good one. Oh, very punny. I don't know if oh, I, have I do a have favorite. a drum roll. Do you? Oh no, that's never mind. I was thinking of the rim shot. Oh, wow! This I don't is, know if this I is a high quality production. <laughs> I just like dogs. I don't have a favorite breed. I have a pit bull myself and a mutt. So, <laughs> which are they both mutts? <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. I think she's a full bred pit bull. So TBL eighty seven. I know that you always respond. I hope you listen. And if you do, feel free to comment us. And, oh, and we learned on um, Sunday that Roger apparently listens to us. So thank you for listening and get back in the garage. We'll yes. be done when we're done. Use some sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else is exciting? That's about it. That's about it in terms of how may we enlighten you. If I felt like it, I would get on the massive report or the, um, what's that guy's <laughs> name who covers the dispatch? Jake Myers. Or uh, Jake that? Myers, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd get in his and a- answer those questions, but we got better things to do. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so don't forget to use that hashtag AskP4C. Trust me, you won't regret it like you do if you use hashtag AskAlexi. Uh, ours is better. So, Jake, you're making a lot of noise over there. So, you need to relax. He's a good dog. He's a good dog. Final whistle. So, this is that segment where we discuss the upcoming match. Um, we have an away game on Saturday, which I am not able to attend, unfortunately. We have a home game Saturday. Yes, home game. Yes, I have one away game to attend and one home game to attend but FCC I just want to point out before we talk about the fire they have 18 points out of 27 games is that good um let's ask the studio audience is that good wait wait, wait. studio audience <laughs> I think you're confused is that good oh there we go that's better yeah had a bunch of fuss lads answering it <laughs> I think we did I know I, I had to kick out Rambo Gooner before um before we got there and Mike but yeah, it's, they have negative 37 goal differential. That's pretty good. Like negative 37. Oh, man. It's hard to be that bad. <laughs> They've won five games a season. That would be depressing. How many against the crew? How many games did they win against the crew? Yeah. Uh. Oh. Nothing. Error. Not and then bad. the crew, we are... Equally as trash. <laughs> we are. We're second to last in the table. Let's be honest here. We're getting relegated with Cincinnati if there was relegation. But it, but our goal differential is only a negative 11. So that's pretty I mean, good. Hey, we're, we're working with something. And we there. have 30 points. But that's the thing I think about how trash we are. And we have, I know they have a game in hand or two, but we have 12 more points than them. They have uh, two games in hand because two. we've played like so many three game in eight days type things. But. But yeah, we've played 29 games. They've played 27. What's fascinating is that the crew, I mean, the fire aren't that good either. Um, no, they're in the 10th spot. They've played 29 games also. They have 33 points. 33. And good they number. have a plus one goal differential. Yes. So while I'd like to see us ride the momentum from the Cincinnati win, I think it's doable. Uh, I'm going to say that we take all three points and we're going to score. It's going to be one nothing win at home. Um... I don't really know how to rate the rest of the season because for me, Sunday was MLS Cup final. 
Um, that was the last game that really mattered, in my opinion, as a fan. The rest of these games, of course, I want to win. Still, I don't like losing. But um, I want to take your analogy a little bit and change that from MLS Cup Final to maybe, um, like in Bundesliga, they do relegation playoffs. That's more of a relegation <laughs> playoff. Well, I mean, yeah, but like just in my mind, that was the last game that really mattered. Like yeah. uh, these last five games, I think it's more just who wants a new contract, who wants to stay in Columbus for next year. Um, I would like to see a lot of rotation. Uh, I know it's really hard because we have a lot of freaking injuries, so it's probably going to be hard to get some of those guys back in. Um, but, yeah, for this game, I I don't know. I'm not able to go to this game. This is the first home game I've missed while being in the United States since, I don't know, like 2014 maybe. So it's pretty How sad. selfish and sad. I know. Mm. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But anyway, for this game, I think uh, the crew comes out victorious. I'm going to say uh, Room gets his first shutout. Ooh, I like. Ooh, I predicted that too, not on purpose though. And I'm going to say the crew scores two goals. Ooh, two zip. All Correct. right. Well, we've got our um, contest on the line. Oh, since we have all these people listening, Bez, Bank, Bez Bachenko, if you're listening... March 31st and March 28th away games, please. Okay? Bez, if March you're listening. March 21st and March 28th away All of games. March away games. Yes. I hate yeah. sitting in the cold. <laughs> well, the league starts in February, I believe, next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a large number. Because remember when DC built their stadiums? Oh, yeah. Uh, stadiums. Built their stadium. They pretty much didn't play at home at all. They played like a couple games at RFK, and then they basically played like the rest of their game at home. Yeah. Now, now that we have Bezbachenko fighting for us, I think maybe we'll see that happen in twenty. Well, ah, oh, shoot. Wait, is the stadium opening next year or twenty twenty one? Twenty one. Oh, so it's not next year. Mm. But still, like womp, we're still womp. gonna play at Moffrey up until the last day. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting, but I do think we'll have a better schedule this year in terms of like if you look at the summer, we had like two summer games, mm-hmm. two summer home games, and then a zillion March games and April games. So I do think we're going to see a better schedule. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I th- I got excited for a second. I thought next year's stadium year, but it's not. False. <laughs> anyway, while we're on the subject of the stadium, <laughs> there was a step in the right direction. Um, city approved demolition of nine yes. buildings, so they're clearing way getting ready to start construction whenever they finalize the land ownership deal and everything. But um, it was reported, I think Jacob Myers or I don't remember who first reported it, but anyway, new renderings. Probably not Jacob Myers. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, new renderings are Jacob. coming out next month. Ooh. So I'm excited. That's what I've been excited about. Like part of me is like, okay, City Hall, blah, 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 first yeah. digging, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see, see I know that's how I feel. I just want to see the stadium. But yeah, I'm excited I'm really to see the, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the final final draft of the stadium and see what our new home is going to look like. So yes. look out for that. Next couple of weeks should be exciting. I think um, there's a new experience center opening in the short north for, I, I'm assuming it's just going to be kind of like a shop. You can buy oh. a career check out new perks at the stadium and Let stuff like that. Let me say that that's probably one of the things I'm most looking forward to is not having that tiny, eensy, beansy store. It's a pain in the butt to get anything in that store. You have to stand in line to get in there. It's Oh, you mean at the stadium? Yeah. yeah. That's that, gonna, it's something that you can actually go to during the week, which I know you can in a stadium, but you have to get buzzed in yeah. and you have to call somebody down and to And it's only you. office hours. Yeah. Like you have to take off time for work <laughs> yeah. or go during a game. Yeah, right. So I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm also excited for food. I will report back from the Atlanta game. When is the Atlanta game? I think it's uh we're Chicago this week. Do we have week, a break? And then we have a week break for international 
And then I think the week after that is Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the 14th is Atlanta. So we do have some time then. I say we'll probably pot again before then to do an, uh, a prediction. Um, I'll give you my prediction now we're going to lose. But <laughs> but at least I have $2 food, and I'll have lots of fun. So um, update on the predictions. And the New York City FC game that kind of sort of happened, I predicted a 2-1 loss, and it was a loss. So I get a point. Um, Coda predicted a 1-1 draw. I was, we didn't score. I was close. <laughs> you were close, but we didn't score. Um, in the FCC game, Quota predicted a 3 nothing crew win. Which, which was, was very close. close. I feel like I should get like a it's bonus happening. point for that. But you only get one I point. I was two minutes away. <laughs> and Todd predicted a 3-1 win. And you know what that means? That means I get three points. So the guests, Sad. I heard a 3-2 crew in the car from Cam. I think that's what he said. Do you I remember. remember. So anyways, I'm going to give them a point just to be nice because um, the crew actual scores at 3-1. So we'll go through the – my dog is making all kinds of noises <laughs> today. I don't know what his deal is. Um, I don't know why he's so restless. But anyways, so with seven points in last place, it's Cam and the guests. That's rough. Now, in second place – with 14 points. It's Dakota Stewart. You hate to see it. And you know what happens now for the first time <laughs> in the history of score predictions in the 35 years I've been on this earth. I have 15 points. And I am number one. You have Kirk Urso points. I'm number one. And I'm not going to do um, celebration because I feel like that that would be copycat. So I'm not going to do that. And we still have five games left. But so. Yeah, it's really funny though because had you had they not had that goal... Um, we'd be in a completely different position because I would have 13 and you would have 16. And you'd Thanks, be like, Cronally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, please please don't yell at us, please. No, Karen doesn't listen to this podcast. Not yet. We haven't had her on. Maybe I should invite her. Extra time. All right. Well, there were a few happenings around MLS in the world. Um, in particular, U.S. Open Cup. My loons played last night. They played Atlanta. And when I got a notification on my phone that Atlanta got a red card in, like, I think 60-second minute or something like that, I was like, yes, I'm watching the rest of this game. Unfortunately, Eiko Parra had a Jazzy Zardes moment and could have tied it up to go into extra time with Atlanta, a man down, I watched, and he did not score. I watched, like, the first, I don't know, 15 minutes until Atlanta scored two, and then it yeah. was two no. I'm like... That's how I, I decided not watch to watch. Anymore. <laughs> I was actually out with some friends, and my watch buzzed twice, and they were both Atlanta goals. I'm like, I'm not watching this crap. And then when I got home, my watch buzzed, and it said that there's a red card. I'm like, oh, I'm watching now. But Ethan Finley subbed on. He unfortunately didn't make an impact. Um, so it really, really sucks that Justin Miram has won a U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> and it really, really sucks that Michael Parkhurst, who's done nothing this season for Atlanta, wins a U.S. Open Cup. I just think it it's sucks very that depressing. anyone that's not the Columbus crew when it's the U.S. Open Cup. But if it had to be somebody other than the Columbus crew, I would have rather have been Ethan Finley than Justin Oh, yeah. Miram. Definitely would have rather had Minnesota win. But what can you do? So in that Premier League, Southampton finally won a game against Brighton 2-0 while up a man. So that was pretty good. Um, they were kind of worrying me, though, because they didn't play that great while they were up a man. Moving on to the Bundesliga. After being down one nothing to Cologne, which is Cannes' team, Bayern one three one. So we came back and we kicked some major tail. Bayern. 
Did I say Byron? You did say Byron. Oh, I have to edit that out. <laughs> you said Byron and we in the same sentence. Oh, no. That's sad. <laughs> That's really bad. I must be really tired. Rip. So, anyway, so Dortmund. <laughs> Bayfa Bay, 1 3 1. Um, if you're wondering why there's a cut and weird laughter, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> and then in the Düsseldorf game, when um, Zach Steffen played, unfortunately they lost 3-1 to Bayer Leverkusen. Düsseldorf has terrible defense. I watched that game, not particularly to see Zach, just because there was no other interesting game yeah. on, and it just happened to be that one. I'm like, man, that's rough, because he he did well as a goalkeeper. His defense in front of him was just trash. <laughs> yeah, and... It's pretty funny because he went on Twitter. I don't. I mean, not Twitter on Instagram. I don't remember him doing this as a crew fan or a crew player, but I guess because he always got shutouts. But he basically apologized for the last couple games, and most of the fans were supportive. Even German mm. fans were saying, you know, he's great. Cam said that there was a. They must have deleted it, but there was a tweet. I couldn't find it or a response that said that he they had four poop emojis in front of him. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically everybody said. Oh, it's great. We can't. We're so thankful for you. We're we're happy that you're going to come back and stuff like that. So I mean. Oh, I that's think that's good. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. At least he's loved over there. Yeah. He is loved. He's loved here as well. He's welcome back anytime. As a backup to room. Any other games you want to talk about? I did see that <laughs> that Rossi played for, um, I mean, I know he played, but he did something good. I forgot what it was. Did Rossi for Boca? Yeah. Yeah. Um, something exciting happened. I forgot what it was. Yeah. He's been playing pretty good um, in league. Um Scored a couple goals. I I think I know for sure he scored one goal. I don't know if he has more than that. But yeah, he's he's been doing pretty well. Um, Barcelona won. Griezmann got a brace. Messi's still out injured. Suarez is injured. <laughs> Messi's probably faking injury because he doesn't want to play with those buffoons. <laughs> no, but there's like a bunch of crap going on like with this Neymar deal because now Barcelona want to offer Ivan Rakitic and Dembele plus money. But neither one of those players want to leave Barcelona. <laughs> and Neymar is like desperate to get back to Barcelona. So I don't know. It's it's all just a big disaster. Poor Neymar. You almost feel sorry for him. And is what is he making? Like 80000 a week or something I like that? I, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be nice to have him back at Barcelona because I still do rate him as like one of the best in the world. But, man, I don't know. You know what I think would be nice? I think it would be nice if Messi played for a different team. So that he could show that he truly really is the best in the world because Ronaldo's excelled with five different teams. Yeah, that's called so. not being loyal. That's called showing and proving your abilities. I mean, Ronaldo even shows up on the international stage. Can Messi say that? I mean, he can, but not the rest <laughs> of his team. <laughs> Anywho, uh, well, I guess we'll finish up Conversation 33 on that note. Conversation um, old people. <laughs> yes, this is true. Also, Conversation Todrick at Todrick33. And Dakota Stewart was here being the messy apologist at Dakota Stewart. And don't forget to use that hashtag, AskP4C. All 16 of you listening, um, Bez, well, Caleb. Roger said that he's bringing two more. So Ooh. we have 18 yeah. listeners now. Evan, Josh, Jesse. Um, that's about the only people I know. I know Kristen watch, or listens. Nice. So shout out to all of our... Uh, Die Hard Right Not podcast. to mention Dos Luises Not to mention um, um, Eunice um, Caleb Eloy Caleb Big shout out to Caleb yeah. For listening And taking our advice Greg Greg, Greg also Good times yeah. Good times Bez Greg can you have um, Steve Tasha John listen Yeah um, We definitely need Some new knees And new thighs so. Oh Ethan that's right Thanks for the shout out I really <laughs> appreciate that 
Um, Justin, you can go delete your account. <laughs> I this think is we've, way up we've properly us. ended this terrible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a great week. And um, I was going to say go Columbus, but that's not really my line. So I'll redo it. <laughs> so, hope we beat the fire. And um, have a great week. Ma, mo Columbus. <laughs> <laughs>